Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Stadium, or if you like your stadiums in old money, it's uh, Plough Lane. As uh, Wimbledon, FC Wimbledon, get us underway. And it's a chance, steps forward with the ball, being chased by Sound, it's a heavy touch, and that's a strong lunging challenge by Ryan Innes, and that's a red card. It was a loose touch. Wimbledon weren't happy at all with the challenge on. Marsh, it was a lunge, it was reckless, and it's a red card, consecutive red cards for Chowan. Again, I, 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 can't, I can't begin to explain the decision to go from that, the ball was five yards away from him and it's a lunge that he was, he was never ever going to make contact with that football. does likewise and also on the right hand side Matthews in an advanced position can he get a cross in by the ball and he does get a cross in Stockley oh it's a goal Stockley with the header that gives Charlton the lead outstanding work from Matthews on the right hand side touched the ball past or so kept the run going and unlike Blackie Taylor he delivered the perfect cross for the Charlton striker to head it home yeah, I, I did say maybe these ten, uh, nine outfielders ten players left on the pitch roll their sleeves up and dig in and get some kind of result, but that's outstanding from Matthews. An excellent turn of pace down the right-hand side. I thought he delayed the cross too long, but he hadn't. He delayed it to perfection. Stockley took up his usual position inside the post, and the delivery was outstanding on a sixpence, and all he had to do was make contact with his head, and it bulleted past Zanev, and Charlton have the lead. bit more air underneath this and Stockley again with a header drops to the edge of the penalty area not back in this time Washington heads it clear straight to Chisley Washington can't get the tackle in Chisley gets the crossover An easy goal and Wimbledon back on level Of added uh, time left. Wimbledon are back on level terms. Corner comes in. I didn't actually see. I was, uh, was it Robinson? The final header in the centre. But that's the final whistle. It wins all square here at the Cherry Red Record Stadium.
So good evening and welcome to Charlton Live. This is the big match preview. My name is uh, Louis Mendes and joining me on this week's show to look back at that one all draw uh, with Wimbledon on Tuesday evening and of course ahead to Saturday's trip to New York, New York to take on uh, Rotherham United. First up, uh, Mr. Nathan Miller. Hey, dear Nath. Living a dream. Yeah, yeah. you're still buzzing off, off Tuesday night. Well, not really, because half time they run out of beer and then run out of Guinness and then they were offering Chardonnay and Rosé and probably a bit of Merlot, but I didn't really fancy I've never known you turned down a bit of Merlot, Nath. Ah, well, a bit of a Malbec man, me. But yeah, uh, yeah I, I literally went without. I went without and I've, I then ended up just chatting to a couple of people half time. I think Elliot was one, his listener, so hello to Elliot. Yeah, well, yeah, it, I had a beer with your brother before the game and Stedman and that and yeah. it was nice to catch up with Martin. But, Absolutely, yeah, the, hi- the highlight of the evening, I'm imagining. It, it, 100%. <laughs> yeah, well, also joining us, uh, a man who wasn't at Wimbledon on Tuesday, but was unfortunately caught by Ryan in his tackle because he slid that bloody far. Uh, Tom Wallin, how you doing, Tom? I'm good, mate. I made three quid off a ticket that I didn't even go to and then didn't have to go to the game. So, <laughs> yeah, I wondered happy if all round. I was wondering if that was going to come up again. Don't spend Obviously. it all at once, Tom, will you? <laughs> no, I won't. Don't you worry. Oh, well, unfortunately, I spent £10 of it watching it on the telly, so that was a shame. Yeah, it seems like a false economy now, that £3 you made when you spent £7. Well, never mind. Right, so we just heard there the goal, uh, the goals and, and the red card from the, the game with women. We're going to talk about that in a few moments' time. And here, of course, uh, Johnny Jackson's uh, reaction to that. We've got your reactions as well. We've got loads of tweets and emails into uh, studio at charltonlive.co.uk. Uh, to to talk about and also uh, of course as I said we're going to look ahead to the game uh, with Rotherham we're going to hear from Corey Blackett-Taylor who's a, a little preview of his interview over the weekend with Charlton TV uh, where he talks about what the, the players sort of have to aim for now for the, the remaining five games of the season uh, and we will hear from uh, Johnny Jackson who previews uh, the, the trip up to Rotherham obviously gives us the uh, the latest team news as well because uh, I'm sure you would have heard the, the sad news that Sam Lavelle's season is over uh, after a shoulder injury he picked up uh, on uh, Tuesday evening as well. So we'll talk about that later on uh, as well. But as I said, Knife, we just heard the goal. Um, uh, it's another one ticked off. That's the way I like to see yeah. this game. It's another It's another game nearer to the end of the season because mm. I, I didn't come out of that feeling great and there was some, some moments of utter stupidity in it as well. Yeah. I don't know, mate. But it started, it started okay, I thought. It started okay with... And then we just seemed to, as the game wore on, wore on even before Innes got sent off, I just thought we got we got embroiled in. We sort of stooped to their level and played that. It got very bitty and you know one of those horrible games. And before you know Levoel went off and obviously Innes got sent off, I thought it's got nil nil written all over it. Apart from the first ten, it started settling down. But yeah, just uh, yeah, tick the tick the ground off. Hopefully, I ain't got to go there again anytime soon. I must admit, I'm not a big fan of. Um, them in general to be honest but um, disappointing I can't even use silly because that's being polite but yeah uh, idiotic I'd say but I don't know what was going through his head I don't know if we can go on to it a bit more but yeah disappointing mate and like you say it's just looking at the calendar now so we've still got another few games to go until we can just sort of write off but then come the summer we're going to be like well we ain't got no football we're a bit bored bring back Charlton but we're um, we're sucker for punishment I think aren't we yeah, I don't feel like it at the moment in terms of like, we're going to be missing it in the summer. We, we we need a refresh as a club, don't we? I mean, but I mean, let, let's get on to, the, I'd say, the talking point of the game. Uh, or I said that to, to Mark Bowen after when I interviewed him. I said, yeah, the talking point of the second half was the the red card. And he, t- he said to me, uh, it's not a discussion point at all. There's no discussion to be had. It's a red card. Uh, and to be fair, he's correct. 
because I mean I I was sort of half appealing for the red card. It was that reckless a challenge, and it was our own bloody player, Tom. Yeah, I was going to say that's not the talking point. It, it was obviously a red. The fact it's a talking point is just how stupid it was. And uh, I think Terry summed it up when he said it had its own flight number because he leaps from miles, miles away uh, to to make the challenge. And it's a horrible touch in the first place. But the fact that it's been mentioned on on two of the kind of national football podcasts this week about how reckless it was just shows because, you know, it's not like Charlton to often make the headlines. It was a clip on, on Sky Sports as well. It, it was just completely mad. And, and we know he's got it in him. I obviously, uh, I'd say obviously I retweeted the, the tackles that had done the rounds on, on Twitter before where against, I think Norwich and Portsmouth where he'd done similar sort of lunges, but got the ball and we were all loving it. Um, but he got the ball, and that's why we were. Whereas I don't think anybody would have uh, would have said he had a, a hope in hell of getting the ball on, on Tuesday night, and yet he went for it anyway. And it's like he thought they were still playing at. It's like he thought they were still playing at Kingstonian, and he had to make a tackle over there. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it felt like, and I've seen it back, and it wasn't. But it felt like he started jumping from his own half and didn't hit the man until he was outside <laughs> of the centre circle. It yeah. was absolutely mental. And, uh, I think it's like... Yeah, just stupid. When you're playing for a new contract and you're injury prone already, and I think the chances of him getting one were slim anyway. A decision like that could have just, well, probably will have cost him that, and it's just, just madness. I was gonna, say, I was just gonna say, like, if he don't get a contract with that, like you rightly said, Tom, about that leap, I reckon he's got a good job in a long jump in the Olympics, mate, because that was a leap and a half, wasn't it? <laughs> it was. Yeah, maybe, maybe he's getting his. Uh... His uh, preparation in for, the, for whenever the next Olympics comes around. Yeah, we, we've only just had one, haven't we? That's a shame. Well, at least he's got, ironically, a long run up until the next uh, the, the, the next Olympics as well. All right. So, the, of of the talking points from that game, his contract now. I think the majority of people, once it happened, was like, "You've just thrown away your chance of a contract." I sort of asked Jacker about his mindset with with the decisions he has to make in the summer and whether things like what he just saw will be affected. But surely, I mean, when you're a player who does miss, unfortunately, the amount he does for injury, because I mean, I know like it was a stupid decision overall. I think he's a good enough player when he plays, but I just don't think we can trust him now. Unfortunately, partly due to his body, you know, and this was his chance to go and prove it in the remaining part of the season, and obviously partly because he's he's been a bit reckless. Yeah, I just I, even since Tuesday, I'm still trying to think what. What goes through your mind to make that challenge? And like you say, especially with his contract coming up. Um, and I don't know, maybe for, for all I know, he, he might have had a bad day or something. But Or he might have been told on the day he ain't getting a contract. He, could, he, couldn't, get the beer, he couldn't get a beer at half-time <laughs> either. <laughs> that's what I mean. So like, And that's what, I mean, when you're playing for a contract, like Jacko said so many times, obviously as we're nearing the end of the season, people are playing for their contracts, playing for their futures. And... If you do something like that, that's he's missing three games now. It wouldn't surprise me if he gets more, to be honest, with a GPH charge. But well, obviously, he probably won't. But it's just mad. I think he's shot himself in the foot. And um, I mean, if I was if I was Johnny Jackson, I'm not a manager, obviously. But if I would, that would have my, my, made my mind up a hundred million percent mm. because it's like you say, it's he's not reliable in terms of fitness, which you know is probably not his fault. But the discipline like that. And last the last couple of weeks we go, ah, we're not a dirty team. We don't know we've got hundred yellow cards, and that happens. <laughs> Everyone's like, yeah, right. 
we were like bloody idiots since that. We all, all had a good laugh about that. And uh, since then, our, our discipline, which obviously wasn't in a great place, has fallen away. It's funny, though. You said he, he could have a GPH charge. Imagine if you did some, that to someone in the street. Imagine if you were just walking down the street and someone did that to you. It's amazing the things you can get away with uh, on a football pitch. And, I mean, did we get away with a point in the end, Tom? You know, first half. You know, first 15 or 20 minutes or so, we were dominant. It should have been free up, second half. You know, I mean, after that, and for the pretty much the rest of the game, we weren't creating chances until until the goal from, from Adam Matthews. But then, you know, we were hanging on a bit at the end. Nine men, really, with, with Purrington struggling with injury. Um, but, I mean, Jacko said he was quite pleased, actually, with the way they did dig in at the end. I mean, I, I, you'll hear in our interview, I actually asked him to sort of reiterate, like, saying, are you pleased with that? Because... I was just miserable at full time with, you know, the fact we got away with a point. Maybe I was just being too kind to Wimbledon. Maybe I was like, well, we're rubbish. You might as well go and win this game. Maybe that's why I felt sad at full time. But I think it's more because other than 20 minutes, I thought our performance wasn't good enough again. To me, yeah. It almost just felt like a bit of a, a wasted waste of time all round, really. And it's similar to the weekend. It's We're on the beach. We're not playing for anything. Um, you know, it's very hard to to get up for these sort of games unless you're Ryan Innes and then you're perhaps too pumped up. But um, I think that's part of the problem. I think if you look at the game from sort of 20 minutes onwards, yes, I think we, we probably have done well to dig in there. If you look at the game as a whole, then absolutely, I don't think we, we rescued a point. I think we should have been three or four nil up after those first 15 minutes and the game should have been done and dusted. But, you know, we didn't take those chances. And so as a result, you look at it and you go, well, do you know what? To get a point, we'll, we'll take it. But... We're playing a team that haven't won in, what, 22, 23 games. Probably going to be going down. You know, they're all over the place. All the, the the guys in the studio before the game are saying, look, you have to expect to win. We said it on the show on Sunday. If you can't beat a team like that, then uh, then I think you've got problems. And we know that we have. The, the only caveat is the fact that we were down to 10 men for a portion of the game. And the fact that we're not playing for, for anything. And I think the, the players have switched off. I think that's clear. Um, the attitude of let's just get this season done. I can't remember when I first tweeted it, but it feels like months ago now that I'd kind of written that off. Um, it's just, yeah, it, it's a shame that the season is ending this way. Um, but yeah, even as a fan, I'm finding it very hard to think, oh, great, Charlton at the weekend, you know, and, and look forward to it. And that very rarely happens. Even if you're you're down and you're fighting for your lives, you know, at least there's something to play for or if you're going and winning games three or four nil and you're just enjoying that mid-table again, you can kind of relax a little bit and go and do a few of the away days and just have a nice day out. But, you know, when it's pouring down with rain like it has been the last few weeks and it's cold and it's miserable and the team are playing badly and we haven't got that connection to the team, you're totally right. You do just feel very down in the dumps in, in these games. So I'm glad there's only four left. I'll be glad when it's done. And yeah, we can... Uh, look forward to a summer where no doubt we don't sign anyone and start next season badly but yeah let's look forward to that for now mm. uh we did score a nice goal um Naif, you know it's great run down the right from uh from adam matthews i t- I, I tweeted it was sean claire i need, need bloody eyesight so <laughs> testing i think by the time i'd uh sort of enjoyed the goal and then done my bit on radio i'd forgotten who, who done it to be honest but it was obviously adam matthews who's uh, got a point to prove, as as he often does at this stage of the season. But I mean, first on Jaden for for a striker who's uh, out of form at the moment. Three out of three is not bad, isn't it? For someone who's, you know, part of a front two missing a lot of chances. Yeah, great. And yeah, I mean, on Jaden, I think we was, was it the last show we were talking about. You know, if he's a if he's a twenty a season 
uh, sort of striker. And I tell you, what, he's, he's, I coming, think he's got he's yeah. got that in his locker. He scores those goals even when he's not playing well. I think exactly, and I think if you give the service to him, which to be fair to Adam Matthews, I've been a critic of him quite a lot this season defensively, but. It was a great bit of play. And, you know, and the, the kid he was against wasn't a slouch driver. He had a bit of pace on him. He just obviously didn't want to go the other way, which is obviously why we got the crossing. But, yeah, great bit of build-up. Great goal from Stockers. And um, it's just one of those. You just think, oh, have you scored a little bit too early? You know, with, with 10 men. But, you know, going down to 10 men away from home, no matter who you're playing, it's, you, if you want to up, you might take a point. But considering the circumstance that they that Wimbledon hadn't won since, what, the 7th of December, um, it's just a little bit harder to take, but yeah, we played nice in spells again, and and it was a great goal. But I just we're just not consistent enough to do it on a regular. I'm not expecting them to do that ninety minutes every single game because it's impossible to do that. But they're just just you know the sort of little snippets of games that we're we're, we're playing well in. But yeah, please, Adam. You know, good good cross and Stockers have proven how much of a handful he is again, which he is in those areas. You know. Um, I thought, you know, a lot of people were quiet. A couple of players like leave. Didn't even know he was playing. But, um, yeah, glad for Stockley. And I think if we, uh, Jacko said it in his in, in his interview the other day, you know, get Jaden a nice summer, f- refreshed, and hopefully he can kick on again next year. And if we get the right service to him, I think no doubt it can be a, at least 15 to 20 goals a season, no doubt. Yeah, I mean, he's on, was he on 18 in, in all competitions so far this season? And that's with missing a, a large chunk. And, you know, I know there's a couple of cup games in there, but that, that's still a pretty tidy return. You know, one that I think Connor Washington w- would have been pleased with if he could have, you know, got up there. He, I mean, he is a striker who looks a little bit out of form now. He goes for these patches, and but we've spoken about last few weeks, he's missing chances. He didn't have too many uh, chances on Tuesday night. He did have that one sort of just before half time where the long ball didn't drop to him. But I mean, he's a funny one, isn't he, Connor? Over the last few weeks, he's been so streaky. And I don't know. He, he, to me, in front of goal at the moment, he, he just looks like he's lacking the confidence that he was showing when he got four in four and whatever it was a few weeks ago. That's uh, exactly what it is. I think. I think it is a confidence thing. And again, it goes back to what I said in my previous answer. It's it's that that feeling that's just seeping through the team at the moment on the whole apart from uh, two or three players and uh, yeah I saw somebody on off the back of Tuesday obviously when when tempers are high com- I can't remember who he compared him to but saying somebody said he was one of our worst ever strikers and yeah compared him to like uh, was it Churchy or someone like those maybe no, yeah maybe someone even worse than Churchy I can't yeah. remember yeah Soji Oh, Sorry, yeah, whatever, maybe yeah. it was that. But yeah, that, I just find that absolutely mad. I, I know his goal-scoring record isn't perhaps where he'd want it to be, but for me, what he gives the team and the amount of goals he has got as well, because he has scored goals and got assists, I think he's a, not only a very good striker, but I think complements the way we play and the, the team that we play. And we've spoken a lot about his relationship with Jaden as well. So to me, it's a no-brainer that he stays. And and those two, whether those they both lead the line next year, we'll have to wait and see. But... Yeah, I agree. He's been disappointing recently and I think he would probably admit that as well. But even on Tuesday night, you know, his work rate, he's getting in the right positions. He's just not finishing them off. And you often hear ex-strikers when they're kind of doing punditry on those sort of things say the only time you need to worry is when the players aren't getting in position. Uh, and he is. He's just, unfortunately, not dropping for him at the moment. But it mm. will. And, and he, as you say, he's gone on these runs before and, and it, I'm sure he'll pick goals up again in the future. Yeah, and I was reading on, it must have been on the forum, that someone made a really good point during the week that, all right, so look, looking purely at league goals, I've got those numbers in front of us. So Stockley's got 11, Washington's got 10. Our next highest 
is Ben Purrington and Elliot Lee with three each. That That's not good enough. So when someone like Jaden or Connor are having a bad week, you know, whoever it was pointed out, but the season we went up and, and Bradley Wright Phillips actually went about 20 games without scoring. Well, it didn't matter because Jacko was popping up with goals from midfield and, you know, maybe Dale Stevens or, or Danny Hollands or someone else w- w- was scoring goals from midfield. I'm sure Waggy got a few that season. We don't have anyone else anywhere near that level at this moment in time, Nathan. That, that is a problem as well. Yeah, of course. And I think that's probably been one of the sort of, you know, downfalls of the season is, is those goals from midfield. Um, I mean, in previous seasons, as you said, we've had people chipping in, but the likes of, you know, Albie, Gilby, I know Fraser's only been here a little bit, um, Dobbo's more sitting, but all those players that have played in the middle of the pitch, they're not they're not chipping in. And I know, obviously, Stockley's had a good season, and what, Connor Washington, and Connor Washington for us, since he's been here, is a, what, a one in three, right? which isn't that bad. Bradley White Phillips was a one in, what, every 2.6 games. So Connor isn't that far off. I just think it's just more notable when we're not playing so well. Usually, because if you get a striker that's he's going through that bad spatch, uh, spatch, batch, batch, patch. Sorry, stop <laughs> <When> speaking. He... <laughs> Sounds like you're trying to say gazpacho or something. They haven't, been, when... <laughs> they haven't been gazpaching their chances. But this pod can't end soon enough either, can it? <laughs> But the thing is, when you have a striker on that sort of run of form or they're in a bit of a down in the dumps, is when you get your midfielders to chip in a bit. But at the moment, they're not. So it's literally Jaden or Connor or maybe Ben Purriton and, and Once in a Blue Moon or Elliot Lee, who I didn't even think played for us anymore because I ain't seen him in a long time. But yeah, it's, and that's the, the crux of the matter is that we don't spread the goals enough. And um, and you look at other teams up and around there, the goals are, you know, a top scorer, obviously, when you probably have a strike up there, but their midfielders chip in, and unfortunately, this season we're not doing it enough. Unfortunately, mm, yeah, it's funny you keep mentioning Elliot Lee. There, there was genuinely a point, sort of late in the second half on Tuesday, where he popped up in the midfield, right in line with where we were in the press box, and I sort of glanced at him. I was like, Jesus, I forgot you were playing. I haven't seen you since that opening 15 minutes. So, um, uh, we haven't really spoken about the goal we conceded. Obviously, it was a bit backs to the wall. Uh, Washington missed, missed out on his challenge, actually, when the geezer, was it Chislett, poked it past him. Putting a wonderful cross, actually, Ethan Chislett. He did make a difference when he came on for, for AFC Wimbledon. Uh, and it was a bit of a fairy tale story, actually, for Zach Robinson. I think it was his first senior goal for the Dons, or his first league goal. Certainly one of those. Um, Defending there, he, he was uh, he was unmarked, wasn't he, Robinson? When it, when the ball came in, was it because we were stretched, or is it because we, we we're not always very good at defending? I think the latter. I think obviously we were down to ten men. Uh, you said it earlier; they have been pushing for that equaliser, and it it felt a little bit like it was coming. But I think ultimately it's because we haven't been very good in defence. And I think by, by then we were back to five, weren't we? I think had Famo come on, and and we were going with that that three five two that we played at the weekend. The specifically not five two two. But uh, yeah, it was just poor defending all round, really. But they have been pushing and it was a decent goal from their side. But uh, yeah, uh, just a frustrating one. Again, you can add that to the list of, of poor goals we've conceded this season. And uh, yeah, we've spoken a lot about the, the recruitment that's needed over the summer. But, uh, you know, we spoke about the goal, or rather you just spoke about the goals at the other end of the pitch. And Whilst we are too reliant on the strikers, at least they are scoring goals. For me, the defence is what we need to work on, both in terms of shape and personnel, as much as we can. Um, because we have shown, again, in spells that we can keep clean sheets this season. But 
I would argue, what, 80% of the goals we've conceded are just very, very basic errors that you shouldn't be making at this level. And, and I felt, again, that Tuesday was one of them. Mm. Uh, before we hear from Jacko, Nate, obviously it wasn't a new ground for, for Charlton fans. First time we've been to <coughs> to play Wimbledon at Plough Lane or that site, because obviously the old ground was just over the road um, in, in, a, in a league game with fans since the 80s. I think it was 89, I think it was when I looked it up. So yeah, a new experience. Would you, I, I got there early enough to grab a parking space and got all got all smug um, and then went round. I went into the club shop they took me into the museum it was really nice got a hot dog was all relaxed about 20 minutes before I was due to go on air my sister-in-law drove past my car and said that there was now a sign saying you can't park there so I had to go and run and move my car in a panic but uh, so it wasn't the ideal evening for me but I don't know um, how did you find the ground getting there what was it like well, the, obviously the running out of beer doesn't help but easy to get in and out what was it like Nath? Yeah, I was told, uh, bumped into your sister-in-law and got told about the story and I was tempted to send you another text, but I, I refrained, so I was nice. But no, it was a, do you know what? It was a, in, Outside it was a bit weird because it just looked like a load of corrugated metal and it's just a bit strange. But, you know, inside the grounds, nice. It's a bit weird that you've got a massive wall behind one of them. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a decent enough ground for them. Um it's fairly okay to get to. I mean, I got I went to Wellsfield and tried getting in a couple of pubs and I couldn't get in. Um, I don't know if that was because it was busy or they just thought, well, I can't let this mug in. But um, I don't know. It was all right to get to. It was an okay day. I just think the the performance sort of soured it a little bit. But yeah, like you said, ticked off. Um, hopefully, I haven't got to go back there soon. Um, even though it's only what, 20 minutes away from me where I live. So, But it was okay. It was nothing, nothing special. It's not like St. James's Park, is it? But... Um, yeah, it'll do, mate. It'll do. But yeah, the yeah. beer run out. So yeah, that's it gets negative marks for me, mate. I'm afraid. Yeah, so, so uh, that's how you grade everything, really. The level of the beer there, uh, no matter what it is you're doing. Right, let's uh, hear from Johnny Jackson. Then uh, the addict's boss came to speak to me uh, after the game. I asked for his thoughts uh, on the one-all draw with Wimbledon. Uh, a bit of a crazy, crazy game. Sort of mad second half. Uh, thought we started the game really well. First 15, 20 minutes. I thought we was in total control probably should have been at least one up maybe two some good chances there that, that we didn't convert uh, then the game got a bit bitty a bit scrappy a bit, bit more even uh, not a lot in it all the way up to half time um, the start of the second half and then I think obviously losing Lavelle uh, was a bit of a turning point in the game obviously making the change bringing Innes on and then within a few minutes he's gone as well so uh, Obviously, that changed the whole complexion of the game, and we had to uh, we had to go about it in a different way after that. Ryan let you down, and that was a, a bit of a reckless challenge. Yeah, it's it's, it's poor. It's poor. Um, he's overrun the ball. He's made a bad decision there. Um, yeah, I think yeah, I think he's he's let his teammates down. That, that's the thing. They're out there after that, having to graft and uh, put the work in just to just to get something from the game and it, it didn't have to be that way but he's made a, he's made a bad decision and he, he has to live by that now he's going to he's just got back playing from an injury and now he's going to miss another three games so um, you know it's, it's disappointing for everyone he's one of many players who has to sort of convince you between now and the end of the season so I guess decisions like that not just for him but for everyone in this squad and how they perform between now and the end of the season is going to play a big part in, in what you would go on to decide in, in the summer so you, you need your players not to be doing that sort of stuff well, yeah. I mean, decisions are not. I need my players not to be doing that. It's just got to keep. You got to keep eleven on the pitch. You know, if, I think if we keep eleven on the pitch, I like to think that we that we can go on and win that, and we nearly did anyway uh, with ten. So, uh, yeah, it's it's, an, it's a bad decision from him. I'd rather focus on on the lads that were out there and 
uh, that put a shift in, absolute shift. You know, he was pretty much down to nine anyway, Parrot, and sort of had a problem with his knee, could barely move, but he's still in there, he's still fighting, he's making headers, tackles, doing what he can to try and get the point. So um, it was all stacked in their favour, all stacked in their favour for him to, after that, for him to, to get the win, and they didn't, and we... Uh, we stayed strong and got point. Yeah, the pressure did told obviously that they are fighting for their lives at the end and, and they found the space at the par post in, in the closing stages. Yeah, that can happen, you know, when especially when you you know you've got a man less it's difficult to you have to concede a bit of territory, it's difficult to stop every single cross that comes in your box and um, you know one they managed to get on the end of end of one but uh, I thought in the main we, we stood up against that really Mac have made maybe one save beyond that not that much else it's pressure but not real uh, sort of chances if you like so um, we scored a great goal ourselves so yeah I mean disappointed we come here to win didn't win but uh, we didn't lose either and uh, you know all things told, with the circumstances of the game, you know, it's just a decent point. It's funny, isn't it? We've been talking about missed chances. Jaden's on three and three now, isn't he? It's true, yeah. But he, could, he, he knows he could have more. I think he could have scored maybe early in the game. I can't remember the exact chances off the top of my head, but I know we had a couple really early on. Uh, great goal. Um, yeah, he's he's probably still not his best. We probably won't see the best of him now till till next season. He was out a long time, but he's he's out there. He's fighting. We're creating. He's got three and three, so for someone who's, uh, who's missed a few and, and probably is not 100% fit, he's doing all right, isn't he? How's, uh, how's Sam? It's like a shoulder injury when he came off. Is it a dislocation? Or? I think so, yeah. I think his shoulder popped out. Uh, he had he jarred it on, on the weekend. I'm not sure if it's the same one and if it's related or what or if it's just a completely new thing, but it's been unlucky, Sam, with injuries because I think, I, think I think he's done brilliant since he's come back into the team. Real solid, um, real solid guy for us there. So obviously, I don't know the extent of it, but you would imagine that we're gonna we're gonna lose him now. So we were talking about the size discipline recently with the hundred yellow cards that you yourself got picked up one today. What was all, what was all that about? I thought uh, <laughs> I thought the referee uh, made some mistakes. Uh, the one that annoyed me most, I think. I think he gave them a soft free kick, then he allowed them to take it 10 yards further forward. I think pretty much in our half, and it was probably 10 yards in their half. Uh, that then leads to another free kick on the edge of the box. It leads to stuff that then ends up costing you a goal. And, they, uh, and the fourth official told me that he told the referee that it was further back, but he decided to do nothing about it. Now, I can't understand that. I can't understand that. He's told him that he's taken the free kick in the wrong place, but the referee's just allowed it to happen. So, I don't know, it just seemed like everything was against us. Everything was against us. It was all set up for them to nick the win that they needed, and they didn't. So, I'm quite happy about that. I mean, at the end, are you pleased with a point after the way that they were down to 10 men? Yeah, I think you have to be. I mean, after going in front, you know, you want to win the game. I came here to win. We all did, but... I think the way the game's panned out and the fact that we're pretty much down to nine in the end. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm proud of my boys. I thought they, uh, thought they dug in and I thought they, they deserved what they got. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. there, heads it away, can Lee pick it up, yes he can, ahead of Kamara, now sends Washington on that right hand side, he's in space, Washington, into the area he goes, can he drill it home, yes he can, oh Connor Washington, put John, tune it up, and could that be the game, a lovely ball out, Connor Washington on the run, Burstow is in the middle, but Connor Washington drills it home. Charlton Live. Right, welcome back to Charlton Live. This is the big match preview. Louis Mendes, Nathan Muller and Tom Wallin looking back at the game uh, with Wimbledon still. Uh, we just heard from Jacko there. Um, yeah, I, I think we've discussed the majority of, 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 what, of what we needed to already, Tom. But yeah, are you surprised he was pleased with a point? I guess I asked him about Ryan and about us, you know, if he's let him down. And, and he, he, did, you know, he doesn't lay into people the way that perhaps... Um, Lee Bowyer would have, but you know you could tell he was disappointed with him. I mean, it's I mean, it's his um, it's his livelihood on the line. Of course, it's his career as a, as a as a football manager. I imagine he as as much as everyone else just can't wait to get to the summer and get this sorted out now, and 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 hopefully we'll be able to really attack it next season. Because I mean, the longer this season drags on, the hard the harder it is to feel too infused about the summer because you just think, God, we we are quite far away from where we need to be at the moment. Totally, yeah. I think he probably just wants to get there as much as anybody else. I think he probably, I think he probably does feel that it was a a well earned point in the end. Um, Curbs and Chris Perry in the studio seemed to suggest that the way he was talking suggested he would have given uh, a few stern words towards Ryan Innes. But like you say, I'd love to have seen Boya comment after a, a player doing that. Um, but yeah, I think, look, he's probably as frustrated as anybody else because, again, it goes back to that point we've made pretty much ever since he came in. We've seen the potential in this team. We've seen the runs they can go on, the teams they can beat, the performances they can put in. It's just not happening enough. And uh, that that's the problem. So the inconsistency must drive him up the wall as well. Uh, so yeah, I think... On the one hand, it is representative of him. On the other hand, I think he feels like he's got Sandgard's back in for the summer and it's a case of how can I start next season? So he's almost got a free hit um, for the rest of this season. I think if we were getting tanked 7-0 every week, it might be a different story. But 
I think he's probably, obviously he's got enough results to keep us safe now, um, which, you know, ultimately isn't where we want to be, but for this season it will do. Uh, and and again, it's just about next year. I don't think we can say that enough. It, 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 this rest of this season is just such a write-off other than those players that are playing for contracts and <laughs> the way that's going for, for some of them, like Ryan, it, you know, they're kind of making the decision very, very easy for him. So, yeah, I think uh, he probably, I think he likes, probably plays with a straight bat. I think, and yeah, probably was pleased in the end with the with the point. Mm, right, let's have a look at some of the messages that have uh, come in then uh, since the game as well. Phil said, not sure whether Innes was so desperate to impress for a new contract uh, or had been threatened but, uh, with one. Uh, but if referees had a black card for a season-long ban uh, or a uh, sin, uh, sin bin uh, with a review period, he would be facing longer period out of the game than he's got. Uh, yeah, that's from Phil. And then... Uh, uh, Progressive says a shocker by Innes and it probably cost him a new contract would probably have picked up three points otherwise. Yeah, that's what Johnny Jackson said uh, during my interview with him as well. Right, let's have a look at a few of the other emails as well. Uh, Tony G says, hi all, uh, love the pod. I've uh, been going uh, Charlton for years, but due to commitments, uh, this season was my first ever season ticket. I uh, went along on Tuesday and it was uh, at least an exciting game, but the midfield was such a disappointment. Jake Forster, Kasky and Lee didn't look up to it. Uh, DJ was pretty poor, felt pretty dis- uh, disaffected uh, at the end of it all. Uh, but at least we we got to abuse Lyle Taylor. Yeah, I'd... Uh, I was told Lyle Taylor was there. I was told by a few different people, actually. Um, when we went to the museum, apparently he'd been in there not long before I had, actually. And uh, always want to stir the pot with my tweets. So I thought I'd tweet he's out there just so he could get the uh, the reception he deserved. And, and he duly got that, didn't he, Nafer? Although, if we're being honest, he probably absolutely loved that as well. Um, so uh, let us know, Naif, were you involved in the, in the Lyle Taylor banter? And also, uh, I mean, uh, Tony mentioned there, Forster Kasky, Lee and DJ. What were your views on their performances? In terms of Taylor, I think when I, when I saw Pete, I know people were trying it. I didn't know he was there until sort of halfway through the game. But then I was sort of in the camp of, well, you know, I looked up the other time and smiling, but he, he was loving it. He was sort of leaning over a little bit more. Like, you know what he's like, but didn't really get involved too much, to be fair. Like, it's not gonna, he's just going to thrive on it, any. Um, in terms of Tony's uh, points, well, firstly, first season ticket. What, what a year to have a season ticket. <laughs> Hopefully the next one's a bit better for him. But, um, yeah, JFC, good. You know, you weren't going to do the whole game. I thought it was tidy, but it was, wasn't was really the game for him to really get involved in because it got really scrappy. Lee, um, yeah, uh, who's the next one? <laughs> I can't remember the other player. You've still, D- still got DJ in there. Oh, if you, if you're done with Lee already. <laughs> oh, well, OK. Well, it's going to be a was... quiet pod if you don't give your opinion on any players. <laughs> No, well, Lee, like I think I said earlier, I think Lee was anonymous. Um, disappointing, because I thought he was going to come in and do give us something different. I don't know if it's the formation. I don't have to... The game just seems to be passing him by with Lee, mm. uh, which is disappointing. Um, and DJ is starting to become a little bit like Leco for me, where he, I just don't know what he brings. You know, I think when he plays that wing-back role, he's so... I, was, I can't remember what I was saying to someone on, on Tuesday. I don't think I can... Even when Nigel was in, he played as, as a right winger. I've never seen him beat a man. Never. It's like a Lloyd Sam all over hey, again. DJ? Yeah, I just can't remember him like dribbling and... It, do you know was, what I mean? Yeah, no, he, he did. Sunderland away last season, he absolutely ripped like their oh, right. fullbacks <laughs> around. And I remember thinking, right, here we go. We've got a player on our hands here. And he had a good 15 minutes at MK. But yeah, no... Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Though it's it's, it's too yeah. inconsistent, though. Do you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, oh no, it's, exactly. Like, I I I laid it on the line in pre-season. I said I thought he's got a chance to go and be our player of the season, but he's been he's well, not. He he's not. He's not hit. 
Yeah, and he's he did not look he, good in preseason. And yeah, and he started. You know, I remember the MK game away. He had a really good like first 15, 20 minutes. I was like, right, that's the DJ I want to see. But uh, we haven't seen it anywhere near enough, unfortunately. He's had he's had a couple of games here and there, but no, you're right. Right, Robert says it's now the third uh, consecutive season we finished top of the most cards per game average. Uh, all four red cards this season have been due to stupidness. Stockley against Burton, uh, Clare against Oxford, Gilby and Innes now. Uh, how much can the coaching team be held responsible for our ill-disciplinary record? Or is it 100% the players' faults for their recklessness? Well, if that's if it's three years, I guess that's three different managers who, who they've had that, that record under now. So, um, yeah, it's it's strange, isn't it? Um yeah, I don't, I don't know, Tom. Do you want a quick say on that? I mean, I'm not, I'm not necessarily one to suggest that if you have a lot of yellow cards, it means you're a bad team. But I mean, it, it hasn't helped necessarily this year, where over the last few weeks we've started to lose players to suspension when actually we hadn't before. Um, and, and a lot of people suggest, well, maybe it's because they're not, they're not tight enough in tackles. I don't, I don't know. Here's a weird one. I, I can't imagine Jacko's going into training and saying, right, crunch him now, take him out, take his legs. And even he, when you asked him about the the yellow card record, which obviously we've now smashed through the hundreds, he seemed very surprised at it as well. And I think he's right. We don't come across as that sort of team. But then you look back at some of the red cards in particular we've we've had over the last few years, and they're they're pretty brutal. So I can't imagine it's the coaching uh, particularly. I think possibly it's the frustration of players in games because certainly for the last two seasons, maybe even the last three, there's been times in games where it's it's just not gone our way. But then you'd say that happens to most teams at some point during the season and you have to be able to handle that better. The only other thing is, is it a mentality of player we're bringing in? Maybe, I don't know. Maybe are we trying to, are they having to push too hard to to impress? Um, but you'd usually say that about like a larger squad where you've got someone breathing down your neck for your place and I don't think we have that. So it's a little bit of a mystery to me as well. Um, we just seem to have the odd Ryan Innes slash Nabi Sar reckless player in us who, who likes to go in for tackles like that, unfortunately. But um, yeah, I don't know. It, it is just one of those things. But uh, it's, uh, I wouldn't think it's down to the coaching. That mm. that would be a surprise to me. Yeah, right. David Roberts says, uh, just when you think it couldn't get any more unbelievable, along comes the Ryan Express. Uh, do you think future future players need to have an intelligence test before we sign them? Uh, how many more surreal events do you think we can conjure up before the end of the season? Oh, well, only another five games to go. Still time to improve our yellow and red card tally. That's, uh, he says, keep going, lads. Great show. That's from Dave in Swanley. Yeah, cheers, Dave. Yeah, it was uh, it's, ever since I started making a joke out of that, it's just gone from bad to worse, really. Right, uh, McSquared uh, says, if Gilby sending off for those two unnecessarily ye- uh, yellows was idiotic, uh, Innes' kamikaze lunge for his red card yesterday was totally and utterly moronic. Following uh, Lavelle's untimely injury, Big In had the opportunity to claim a place in the starting lineup. Instead, after his headless chicken performance, I would suggest he may, may be well and truly uh, finished uh, at Charlton. That's quite clever, actually. Finished. Uh, it may well have been that he's uh, he would have been showing the dog come the end of the season anyway, owing to his poor injury record. His recklessness yesterday almost certainly cost us the three points. Uh, it's fortunate we scored before the Wombles did, or this result may uh, certainly would have been even worse. Uh, things have been hard enough this season as it is without us constantly losing players for idiotic and imbecilic uh, behaviour. Whatever uh, players come in during the summer, the coaching staff to make sure they have a temperament deserving of pulling on a championship shirt. With our terrible disciplinary record this season, we're in danger uh, of uh, reputation as the new dirty leads, uh, which would be unthinkable. Dom uh, says, hi guys, love the pod. I was just going to say, I think some of the stick that Lico is getting is a bit harsh. Uh, he's been played massively 
out of position and in a very different way to when he was with us in the championship. I'm not sold on uh, rigidly sticking to the three at the back, but the fact is we need to be getting in wing-backs or full-backs uh, who tend to do much better than out-and-out wingers in that style of play if JJ really insists on it all the time. Are you guys aware of any good players we might be able to get to play uh, in wing-backs that are coming through the academy? I'm worried uh, this will remain a problem next season. Also, that Ryan Innes red card will be legendary. Uh, can you think of any other red cards from Charlton players in the past uh, 20 years that would beat it? Uh, well, that's that's a challenge for you, Nate. Is there, is there any red cards that were funnier than that? Obviously, they've got the Danny Mills one where he got him sent, sent off so he could go for Christmas. That was quite a good one. Oh, Reza getting himself sent off at Huddersfield. Yeah. I'm trying to think if Lara had one. Didn't we get Lara do something stupid once? Uh, I'm he did, he but I'm trying front. to remember if he got sent off for it. Oh, Sam uh, Sodji. Sam Sodji used to get sent off for some crazy things. I remember yeah. there was one home game, and something was really dodgy about that. I don't know why. Something just felt really wrong about it. It was really yeah, early, well, I think. We, we won't go into any uh, any legality, because I know they did get done for match-fixing the Sodgies oh, at some they? point, oh. didn't they? So... Um, <laughs> Let's not throw away any uh, any accusations without a lawyer present. Uh, right, I think actually we, sh- we should we should move on because we are running out of time uh, on the show. Thanks for your email uh, there, Dom. Oh, just one more from Adam Biggs as well. Uh, says he wants to see Charlton try and hit the playoffs uh, next season instead. That's Adam Biggs uh, from the Charlton Upbeats. Thanks for your email, uh, Adam. We've got a good one from John as well, but I want to try and save that for, uh, for Sunday, if that's all right, John, because there's a couple of talking points. Uh, from that so I'll save that from uh, for John Baker for Sunday's pod if that's all right John right thank you um right yeah so let's hear from uh, Corey Blackett Taylor shall we? we've heard from him a lot actually uh, over the course of the last few weeks because he's, he's one of the few players who is any good really at the, at the moment uh, but he has had a really good uh, a really good uh, sort of uh, spell recently and and because of that he's the feature interview uh, on Charlton TV uh, this weekend um, uh, it's a bit longer than what we're going to play but I just found it interesting the point where he's talking about what they're going to try and achieve now uh, as we head in towards the last five games of the season Yeah, I think we need to just like practice everything as, as much as we can going into next season like we've got like our kind of like the base of like what we want to do like with the um, our like instructions are clear like the gaffer's made that very clear to us and I feel like we just need to just take every game and treat it as it's like a, we still got something to fight for because I feel like that's the best way to go into the games. Um, for myself, I just want to, as I said, just keep like, keep playing and keep proving myself, keep showing that um, I can, I'm here and I'm, I'm, re- I'm ready to play and I'm going to be a player that's going to be significant going into the next season. So that's just how I'm approaching the next five games. Yeah, definitely. I feel like from when I first came here, like not just the fans, the staff, everyone around just made me feel like really welcome. And then it's always like a, challenge like you want to kind of get like a good reaction from the fans as soon as possible that always helps so I, I was glad that that's like happened and I feel like more recently it's gone gone up and even another level which I'm happy about but then yeah I think like as as players and myself we need to like repay the fans next season and, like, and really go for it and and be be up amongst it because I feel like that's what a club like Charlton that's what we deserve to be and that's where we should be so I'm looking forward to it. There we go. That's uh, Corey. Obviously, um, you know, keeping your eye on trying to set standards, I guess, for next season. That's an important part of, of what we're going to try and achieve now, Tom. You know, he's, he's spoken about learning bits and pieces off the manager as well. So it will be if, if we're still trying to, you know, get to this style that, that Johnny wants to play in, then this last five games and, and the last few games is important, actually, for those players who will be around next season to understand their roles in, in, in that part. And, and, you know, for Corey, it's a new role for him, the the wing back, as as was mentioned in Dom, uh, Dom's email there, it's not always an easy one for wingers to do, but he, he in particular has done it particularly well. So, 
you know, th- these five games, if he can stay fit, can only really help him to prepare for next season and learn that role even more. 100%, yeah. And we've spent a lot of this podcast and a lot of this season slagging off the players who haven't played well. But uh, he's one at the other end of the, the spectrum, particularly recently. I think his performances have been have been excellent, as you say, in a maybe slightly unusual position. And we've spoken a few times about what we want from the summer. And I think wing-backs sort of that are used to playing in that position is something I'd like to see. But having said that, I think what Corey is doing at the moment is good. Uh, I, I still think he needs to learn the defensive side of it a little bit. But I think on the whole, he he's performed well there. And yeah, he's somebody certainly I'd like to, to stay. Um, it's just about how he plays and where he plays. Um, but yeah, he's been very impressive. And uh, you're right. I think for the likes of him and, and Dobson and, and probably Stockley and Washington and, and a few others that we do expect to be here next season, Jacko is obviously trying to, to persist with this formation. He's made that very clear. So for them, they can use this as almost like a pre-pre-season, if you like, and get that practice into those positions because ultimately we expect that's the formation we're playing next year. And so someone like Corey is going to have to get used to it. But as I say, I think he's been excellent recently. And I know there was questions around his, his mentality and his motivation, but I think he's answered a lot of that recently because despite the, the season we've had and the fact that, as I say, a lot of players do look a little bit like they're on the beach, he's continuing to perform to a high level and deserves praise for that. Mm, uh, we haven't really delved into that bad news with... Um... Sam Lavelle picking up that shoulder problem on Tuesday evening. Unfortunately, I'm a bit of a shoulder issue expert with both now both of my shoulders deciding they like to fall out of their of their sockets every now and then. So I know how painful it is, uh, especially for Sam. It sounds like it's only just started for him. Like he had a jarring last week and um, and, and the problem that picked up on Tuesday. And he, you know he said on his Instagram how disappointed uh, how disappointing it is for him. Um, you know, and he summed up his season sort of overall as well. It's not. You know, he, he says he's had a frustrating one with the two freak injuries, but as a club, he says uh, we've massively underachieved. Um, you know, it, it's it's been a real tough one for for Sam Lavelle, and, and I stand by. I still don't really know enough about him to have an opinion on him as a player, but you know, as a human being, you feel really really sad that that his his season has been so disrupted like this, Nath. Yeah, of course, especially you know, he's not really had those sort of setbacks or too many of them before in his career. Really, I think obviously the first one was a was it a muscular one? The first one. Um, and then obviously a second one, like you say, a freak injury, and it, it, you know sometimes it happens, and you know, it's, and it's just you've got to, when you when your back's against the wall, you've just got to come through it. I mean, Jake's done it a couple of times with longer term injuries, so um, he's just got to try and get himself back as as quickly as possible. Luckily, it's come at the right time. If that's a, if there's a right time of your shoulder giving you jib, but um, yeah, he's got a, a summer to try and recover and try and get back to the start of next season kind of fresh and hopefully he can pr- prove to everyone why he was brought to the club because I think there's something there but you know I do I don't think he's as bad as some people have made out but I agree with you in some aspects that yeah he's not really fulfilled or shown you is he going to be a leader is he going to be the first name on the team sheet every week so but he has a bit of, he has had a bit of a bit part season unfortunately for him and us mm, yeah. Yeah, it was a it was a groin injury he had uh, in in Jacko's first game, wasn't it up at Sunderland, and he, and he had uh, surgery on that as well, which is why he was out for for so long. So yeah, uh, desperately unlucky uh, in terms of fitness. Right, let's uh, look ahead to the game with Rotherham uh, coming up on Saturday up at the New York Stadium. 
uh, Jacko was asked to preview the game. And does start actually with the, uh, the the team news after after we heard about Sam Lavelle's shoulder problem. Uh, and also we knew that Ben Perrington picked up that knee problem uh, in midweek. So Jacko uh, gives us the latest on those two first. Yeah, obviously those those guys that you mentioned, Ben Ben took a nasty knock towards the end of the game. And uh, yeah, he was pretty much incapacitated for sort of the last 10, 15 minutes there as well. So almost nine, almost nine men really by the end. Uh, he saw uh, nothing sort of too bad. I think it's just like an impact, impact thing. So obviously we're assessing him. Um, like you say, some tired lads that have come out of it. We played a lot of minutes in the last two games with ten men, which obviously doesn't help when you're when you're already sort of trying to manage and balance your squad. Um, yeah, so it's uh, it's going to be you know a, a challenge now to uh, freshen it up as best as we can and pick the right ones that we feel can go to Rotherham and um, and get get the result that we want. And you talk about Rotherham Saturday, you've got um, their third in the table, I think, in the minute. Best defensive record, I think, in the division as well. Um, just one at Wembley. So uh, if it was tough enough anyway, uh, probably, uh, um, I think, uh, yeah, I think tough probably doesn't quite cover this Saturday, is it? With, uh, bearing in mind what you know, players you've lost. Yeah, it's going to be a difficult game. We know that. They're a good team. Um, flying high, obviously, have just come out of the top two and they'll be looking to bounce back and get back into that uh, the automatic, automatic promotion places. So they'll be well up for it. Um, we know that, and uh, they've got you know they've got some real threats all over the pitch. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll we'll be going there to try and win the game, and uh, that that'll always be our mindset. And we'll 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 get the the team out there that we feel is capable of doing that. Um, and like any team, they'll have their their strengths, but they also have weaknesses to exploit. I think we had a really good game of them at the Valley earlier in the season, which I felt um, we was in the ascendancy and certainly pushing for the win in that game. But it was a good game, good, uh, good competitive game, and I expect another one. Yeah, you mentioned the game at the Valley where we did impress them. Plus, I mean, do you look at their their recent form? They've um, not won in the last five league fixtures, so. Uh, as you said, more than held around at the Valley, so that should give you confidence and, and a way, possibly a way for, for beating them on Saturday. Yeah, 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 a good side, but but no one's unbeatable. And this division, you know, every every game is competitive. And if you're not at it, if they're not at it, then then we'll be looking to exploit that. Um, we'll be going there. You know, we were on a decent run of form, even in in the defeat against Lincoln. I thought we played well. Um, on another day, we win that. So. We're in a decent place. Yeah, we just got to go there with a positive mindset and uh, think that we can we can go up there and, and get the victory. With the last five games, Johnny, you've got. Um, I mean, we're not mathematically safe theoretically, but basically we probably are. Um, and with the injury situation now, you're tempted to to mix the squad up enough so much that you bring in the under twenty three, under eighteen players, not fringe players, just to see how they cope before next season, or or you really just want to try and finish the season well with the existing squad? Um, I'll try and win every game. I'll try and win every game and I'll pick a team and a squad that, that I think is capable of doing that. And uh, if there's young lads that need to be brought in to help in, in certain positions, if, if if they merit it and they warrant it, then then I'll do that. But I'm not, not going to... You have to earn the right to play for, for Charlton's first team. So I'm not going to give that that opportunity away. Uh, but obviously, we are. We have got one eye on next season as well, and 
looking at you know who what we need to do there and and who we need to look at uh, to make decisions on as well. So yeah, I'll factor all of that in, but I'll never I'll never put a team out there or a squad out there that, that I don't think is capable of getting a result and, and winning the game of football. So it'll be a sort of a combination of all those things. There we go. That's Jacko speaking to Terry on press day today. Um, he, he speaks about not allowing the players to be, you know, not not at it anymore. And he, and he said he felt that for whatever, you know, he said he felt he, he got that on Tuesday, at least. He, you couldn't tell which team wasn't, you know, was already finished their season effectively and which one was fighting for their lives, um, you know, because he said that the, the team stuck at, the, at their task trying to hold on to that three points and then one point at the end. But, I mean, it is a challenge when you, when you go to a Rotherham side, who admittedly not in the greatest of recent form, but they are one of the big boys in this division. Uh, we've got a good point against them at the Valley, Tom, but it is hard to keep morale up knowing you're going to a very difficult place to go. Uh, when you're just counting down the days to you're in Ibiza. Yeah, exactly. And you said it yourself a, a few weeks ago, I think, or maybe even off the back of the Lincoln game, that XG has been good, you know, chances created has been pretty good. And actually, you could argue we, we've been all right in recent performances, even in the defeats. And obviously, we were on a, a good winning run before that as well. So despite everything we say about, you know, the season being a write-off, etc., we've been okay in games. Um, but this is a different a different beast altogether. As you say, maybe not in the best form, but they've been one of the, the best sides all season. They're, they're probably going to go up, um, and deservedly so. So when you're having to go to their patch, as as you said, and as Jacko said, when you've got nothing to play for, it's, uh, yeah, it's a test of character, and it's a test of his character to motivate those players as well, because... Uh, that's not going to be easy, particularly after back-to-back defeats. So, uh, sorry, uh, defeat in the in the draw. It felt like a defeat on Tuesday. So, um, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what we can do. And if nothing else, we have to perform for the integrity of the league, right? Because the teams we're playing are still playing for things. But uh, yeah, it's going to involve more rotation, obviously, with the Vell out and and in his suspended. So, who plays in the centre of defence will be interesting. Is he going to give the likes of uh, Eloere or, or Charlie Barker or players like that a run out? Um, are they the future of the club? It's going to be a, an interesting game, but a, a very tough one for sure. Yeah, I think last I heard, actually, Deji uh, Eloere is injured. Um, so I think I think he's still out. And I'm not sure if Charlie Barker's back yet or not, actually. I haven't checked the, the 23s results for a little while uh, to see if he's been playing. I'll, I'll have a look while Nathan's speaking. Um, so uh, if those two aren't available, I mean, it, it's sort of like a... It, a no-brainer that I guess Piercy has to come back in, even though he wasn't even in the squad on on uh, on Tuesday night. No. Well, yeah. I mean, what would it be, Sean, Piercy, and Akin? Um, which you know, it's not a, you know, he's probably going against a, a man of sort of Michael Smith and pro- probably uh, what's his name, Ladapo. You know, they, it's going to be a physical battle with Smith. Um, I thought Sutton done quite well with Michael Smith at certain uh, certain occasions in the Pizza Cup but um, yeah it's going to be a physical game with him up there so Piercy makes sense to come in um, Akin Fanwo's got a chance to to maybe if he starts to, to to get into Jacko's head for next season if he wants to be part of it um, and then obviously Sean so yeah but uh, I agree I just think if uh, I said this on the podcast last week I think if the, if in Jacko's mind he knows who's, who he wants next year and who he doesn't so let's say for example we he's not really fancying Akin Fanwo next year then 
and one of the other younger lads that you're going to say if they're fit or not. If they are available, then why not? You know, so yeah, yeah Bar- it's good so Bar- Barker came off the bench in the last game, so it looks like he's just coming back now. Yeah, Deji, uh, I can't see any sign of him being back any. At the moment, because he doesn't seem to have been involved and I had heard he was injured. So, I mean, it is, is sort of short on the ground. Um, we haven't, like, with, with Rotherham, the fact that they're the other side now of their Papa John's Trophy final, which they, you know, they edged past uh, Sutton, who by all accounts are extremely unlucky. Um, but now, I mean, that shouldn't be playing on your mind when you're going for promotion as well. But now they're the other side of that. I guess any, any excuses they've got is certainly lost. So they'll be out to to get back on track. And it is, is it for us? Is it about going in there and just frustrating them and just seeing if we can come away with, I mean, I'll say it now, a point there will be a very good point for us. It'd be a brilliant result. Yeah, uh, we'd definitely take it. Um, I, I think for them, the the motivation is there. I think, think they've got two games in hand on Milton Keynes, but obviously a couple of points shy. So that motivation's there for them anyway. They want to get back into those automatic places. And, as I say, I think they're more than capable of it. And, and obviously MK are on a brilliant run at the moment, but Rotherham have been on a good run to get up there in the first place. So, yeah, I think it, it can go one or two ways after a game like that, can't it? On the one hand, as you say, the kind of natural inertia that, that wears off after a big performance like that. On the other hand, maybe winning like that, confidence, they're riding high. So uh, it, it could go one or two ways. I think we probably need to try and worry less about that. And as you say, focus on ourselves. Can we keep it tight? Um, and can we probably try and catch them on the break, I suspect, with the likes of of, uh, of Corey's pace um, and just try and nick something. But as you say, if we got a point there, I'd be I'd be delighted with that. And uh, yeah, it would um, it would show that the players are still up for it, like Jacko says, which, yeah, I guess is at the moment pretty much all we can hope for from this mm-hmm. side. Lovely stuff. Right, well, we've run out of time. Um, good luck to all of us uh, who are going up there. I think I saw we, we sold maybe just under, around 400 tickets. So I'll see everyone up there. Uh, if you are making the trip up to Rotherham on, on Saturday, uh, hopefully it'll be a, a fruitful one. Thanks to those of you who've listened to the show. And, uh, of course, you've sent your tweets and your emails in. Uh, make sure you have your say ahead of uh, Sunday show. If you want to ha- have a, a little talking point discussed uh, on the pod on Sunday, email us studio at charltonlive.co.uk or tweet us at charltonlive. Thank you to Nathan and to Tom for joining me this week. Cheers, boys. Cheers, mate. Always an absolute pleasure. I'm Louis Mendez. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll see you again on Sunday. <laughs> catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well hello fresh is your guilt-free dream come true baby it's me geeky palmer 
Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 